Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Hey, this is Amira Alvarez, founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman. And if you want to learn how to be unstoppable with your relationships, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place, because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with Amira Alvarez. Amira is the founder of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, athletes, creatives, and rising stars in all fields achieve their dreams and goals in record time. As someone who has made a quantum leap going from barely making six figures to making 700K in a year and then on to seven figures and has lived to actually tell about it, she knows exactly what tactical strategies and mindset shifts are required to get out of your own way, live life on your own terms, and master the art of achieving any goal that you set your mind to. As it's going to be an amazing conversation with Amira, we're going to get a lot of really good stuff. But before we do, really quickly, if you're a seven-figure entrepreneur and you know how beneficial it would be for you and your brand to have a podcast, you know that you could deepen relationships with people that you already have in your client base, you know that you could build credibility and authority, whatever it is for you, you know that you need one, you just don't know exactly how to get it done, then have me and my team build one for you. That's uh, travischapel.com slash make my 
podcast. There's a quick application there. And then we'll jump on a phone call to see if we'd be a good fit to build out a show for you so that you can focus on what you're good at, which is servicing your clients. And we can focus on what we're good at, which is helping people build world-class podcasts. That's travischappell.com slash make my podcast. Amira, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Super excited to be here with you, Travis. Yes, ma'am. Let's go ahead and dive in and build some context for those listening who may not know who you are. Talk to me about junior high Amira. Let's go like take it way back before you were even in college uh, age. And, and let's talk, talk about what life was like for 12, 13-year-old Amira. Junior high Amira was very, very self-conscious. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to go back there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most helpful really is what it is. It, it, it humanizes everybody because what junior higher isn't self-conscious. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh my God. You just brought me back. So I was completely uncomfortable with myself. I, I didn't know who I was or I didn't know like how to be social, how to make friends. It wasn't that I was totally isolated or without any social skills, but it was just so awkward. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember like looking at how other girls would stand like their body language and try and mimic it and model it. Like she looks like she looks popular. She looks like all the boys like her. Let's do that. Yeah. And right. I mean it was it was absolutely like looking back on it you know, I was doing what I could do at the time, you know, all that. But it was, I had no idea what it meant to to be an individual, really. Like, it yeah, was just right. about, you know, jumping through the social hoops and trying to fit in. And it was so awkward. Oh, my goodness. Was school mostly enjoyable time for you looking back? Or was it more anxious? Like, how, how was your school schooling experience? You know, in junior high, school was great. The school aspect of it, the the study part was something that I always excelled in. That was something that was emphasized in my household. and In, in terms of like academics? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So like I knew how to study. I knew how to get good grades. I knew how to listen. Not everyone has that skill set. So I, I didn't yeah, realize sure. that at the time. But I really did know that was something that I really did know how to do. And I felt confident in that aspect for sure. What about like family life at that time? Family life, oh, going deep. So. <laughs> what, 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 did, what did your parents do? Let's start there. Okay, so my parents, solid upper middle class life. Mother was a lawyer in business for herself. So part of my entrepreneurial spirit comes from that. And she was a lawyer, in, female lawyer in a day and age when most there, there weren't many. She was yeah, sure. a um, trailblazer in, in that effect in that realm. And then my father was a professor of sociology and at UCLA. And so, and okay. 12 was when they got divorced, Travis. So that's Age 12 it. was. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So this is, this is an interesting conversation to me, Amira, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but uh, that's why I ask these questions because I find it so interesting how people ended up doing what they're doing, especially when it's such an eclectic group of people that I have on the show. You know, like some of, like when we're, we're reading your bio and, and me and you are talking about it, like it's totally normal, but <laughs> for somebody outside of this world to be like, okay, she makes seven figures doing what now? Like a, a coaching company you help, like, what do you do? You know, it's, it's 
such a weird thing to, to, to think about in terms of like when you were 13 or 14, none of this was on your mind. It wasn't like your career counselor was like, you know what you should do? You should start a global mastermind and coaching program and help people overcome, you know what I mean? Mindset shifts and stuff that they need to be successful. That's obviously not a career path choice. So I'm just always curious to see what, you know, what things happen to people before that just kind of urge them to go along this path with the amount of urgency and success that you've been able to go down this path with. I love that. Oh, I have so much to say about that. So first of all, it still blows my mind. I now know the methodology for for doing what I did, but it still it still trips me out because there's a part of me that's still that 12-year-old little girl, right? Mm. And that's still that person from the solidly middle class, don't go too big, uh, walk between, you know, I always had a little wild child in me, sure. but you know, like these are the rules. The, this is how you grow up. This right. is, this is how you show up. And, you know, I was just running a few days ago and it was during this time where it's become very apparent about the, the inequalities in the United States. And I was taking the this run and I'm in this incredibly wealthy neighborhood, you know, just a few years ago, it would have been completely uncomfortable for me to be in this neighborhood. And yet I have access to this now. And so many people don't, I get that middle class to wealth is a smaller jump than, you know, you know, being in poverty to wealth. And that's not my story. I can't claim that sort of total rags to riches kind of story, but it's still dramatic to me. And the fact that I had no idea how to really achieve my goals when I was in, you know, really up until my 40s, to be honest. Because how I was brought up, Travis, I don't know if it's the same thing as how you were brought up, but I was told get good grades, work hard, put the effort in, get good grades and be nice, be good. Yeah. Right. Do, like and, do the, do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And fundamentally that gets you a pretty decent job. You know, it gets you a solid middle-class job and nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't get you financial independence, like economic freedom from the perspective of really knowing without a shadow of a doubt how to achieve whatever goal you want. In this case, I'm talking about financial monetary goals, right? Mm, Like, you know, I was still at the whim of circumstance. Like if your boss wants to fire you or the company goes under or there's an economic downturn like COVID, you can lose your job. Like I I didn't have any sense of confidence or certainty in creating and achieving my goals. And so it was very... I was constantly walking around. I didn't know it at the time though, Travis. Travis, I, I was constantly walking around second guessing myself, not yeah. knowing who I was, not having confidence in who I was because I was always wondering what I had to p- do to please that person over there because I thought they had the answer to my security, whether it was my so partner, true. my lover, my yeah. boss, whatever, right? You, you, focused, you focused all the security and the certainty on external things rather than understanding that it's something that is within your control and capacity to create for yourself. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Yes. So talk to me about the first couple of times you realized that this was an issue. Because I'm assuming, like I said, you just said that you didn't know this stuff until you're in your 40s. And you've obviously built an insanely successful business now at this point. But what happened when you were 21? 22. What was it like for you at that point? Trying I to figure this so out. Insecure. Oh my God. On the outside, I looked totally secure, right? Like I would just go for whatever, right? I, you know, whatever the thing was in front of me, I, I am not a, a shrinking violet. But inside, I was completely insecure. You could call it neurotic, right? You know, I, I'm totally willing to admit that, to cop to that. Like I just didn't have a strong sense of self. And if you want to really go deep, you know, I didn't see myself as lovable, deserving, worth it, good yeah. enough, right? And, you know, I know that's, that's a, I'm not alone in that. And sometimes, you know, the me of five, 10 years ago would be listening to this and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, tell me something more I don't know, tactical. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you are in that position, all you want is the how. Instead mm-hmm. of the why, or you, you know what I mean, like you're you're always searching for the well. Give me the five step list. Give give me the things I got to do. And it's like it's actually, it's actually a lot deeper than that. It's not the list of things to do. It's how to think. It's changing your mindset. It's building confidence. It's doing all the foundational work. And that's why that's why I think so many people are like, that's why so many people talk about how success isn't overnight. And, you know, a lot of people t- say that, oh, I'm a 20 year overnight success, you know, because people usually look at only the results that you've had and assume that it happened really quickly. But in reality, even if a new venture hasn't taken you a long time to build, 
it's still been a lot of years in the process of putting yourself in the position to be able to take advantage of an opportunity, right? Like it's not because a lot of people ask me about the success that I've had with, with uh, the podcasting world in the online space. It, it was a short period of time in this space, sure. But before it was... It was knocking on. Th- I used to do door to door sales. It was knocking on thousands of doors and building up rejection tolerance and learning emotional intelligence and how to communicate and talk to people and sell things and like all of all, like the foundational work, the mindset work that happened, the confidence boost, the like all of the stuff that that goes into the foundation is what enables people to have that success when they finally have the opportunity to really take advantage of it, right? Hundred percent. And to your point around knocking on doors and doing sales, sales is like. I have to say, if, if anyone really wants to grow, go do sales, yeah. right? You know, because, you know, part of, you know, from the tactical perspective, part of what I had to do to really get out of my own way, get to the next level, right, was learn how to do sales at a totally different level, hmm. which required me to grow into someone who owned herself, who had self-ownership. And wasn't dependent on someone else outside of me telling me that I was okay. Yeah. That's one huge plus for learning to sell right there. Yeah. It's just the confidence to know that you can always go generate income for yourself if you desperately needed to do that. The confidence that brings to the table when you have that level of certainty around things. My sales ability has, has increased my risk tolerance significantly. I don't know if you've experienced something similar, but I look at what a large amount of money is in a completely different light than I used to look at a large amount of money because my sales ability has given me the confidence to be able to spend money at a higher rate because I also am confident in the fact that I can go make that money back if it turns out poorly. If the worst case scenario is I lose some money, then I'm willing to take that bet a lot because I know that I can go generate more of it, you know, which only allows me to be able to grow faster and build more confidence, right? hundred percent. Because when you have that level of risk tolerance, you're able to see opportunities in a whole new light. Like mm. you're just not, you're not automatically saying no to things. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, I could do that. Mm. Wow. I really could do that. And that would lead to this. And what about this? And what about this? And if you know that you can rely on yourself, right? If push mm. comes to shove, you can rely on yourself. Like I have a great team small but mighty, and they kick ass. And if they all went away, like if, if I lost everything, I would know how to build a business, right? right? I would know how to start again. That's been one of the most freeing experiences of my life. Yeah, it's such a good word for it, freeing. Yeah. So uh, I want to go back into your story a little bit here, Amira. T- tell me about like, so I assume that with the good grades that you got and the parents that you had, I assume that you ended up getting into a pretty good school out of high school. I did. You so so to drop some cred or just yeah, nod to that? Yeah, please. Yeah. Like, so tell me wh- uh, where you went and then what you went to school for and then what you did directly out of school. Okay. So I went to UC Berkeley Okay. and I studied anthropology and I had a specialty in medical anthropology, and I was a smarty pants, and I wrote a senior thesis, and I got hired directly out of college to do research at UC San Francisco in a sort of position. It's funny to be talking about. I feel like I'm tuning my own horn in a little bit here. But anyways, it was a position. <laughs> Go for it. You earned okay. it. It was a position that was for like a graduate student and I wasn't a graduate student, but they liked my, my research and my, my work enough to do that. And I quit that job after like 
five or six months because is that crazy? Yeah, because I was like, oh, this is killing me. Like it's <laughs> like there was not the level of creativity. And I ended up going and I worked in an ethnic art store as a shop girl, flirting with all the boys and flirting with all the girls, and it was so much fun. Then I didn't want to grow up and get married without living in New York, so I moved to New York sold everything, sold my car, which was pretty much my only asset. <laughs> yeah, so um, everything right, was, you know? yeah, your car, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Moved to New York, had crazy ass experiences in New York, like eye-opening, wild, wild child moments. <laughs> um, moved to Berlin, also had wild child moments um, <laughs> for about three months. And then my options were, you know, get a nanny job because I didn't speak German or well, I probably had other options, but the only options I saw at the time were get the nanny job or come back to the States. And I just like the nanny job was not me. So I came back to the States and I started temping and I had $70 in my bank account. And the second job that I temped at the HR person, I was temping as the receptionist, which, you know, I'm a chatty Cathy, so that worked. <laughs> And the, the HR director walked up to me and said, we're going public today. Sign these papers. I want to hire you. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right? <laughs> like she did not have to do that. Right. Right. And I mean, mind you, this was a tech company and mind you that, you know, it was not a Facebook kind of thing, yeah. but it was enough for me to buy a house. Okay. Yeah, right. And right. or a down payment on a house at least. Okay. And and it started my career and I uh, had a really kick-ass time doing that. So what kind of feedback did you get from people when you, did, like after, after you've put in all this work, right? Even in high school and then into college, getting good grades and being at the top of your class and writing papers and doing projects and graduating, getting the job that everybody wants to get out of school in the area that you wanted to be in. What, what kind of feedback did you get from people when you stopped doing that to go travel the world and move to New York and live in Germany and then eventually get a receptionist job? Like all, all, of, those, all of those steps seem to be like things that people who didn't go to college do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> That's what, interesting. What, what, were, what, were the, what was like oh, the overall feedback that you got from friends and family when, when that was the, those were the decisions that you were making? So my family, strangely enough, because it might not add up to, you know, from the outside looking in, was really supportive of it. They, awesome. yeah. they, they're adventurers from that perspective, not in other ways, but sure. I'm, I'm definitely a risk taker in the business side of things in a way that they're not. But uh -huh. they were very supportive of that. Funnily enough, the guys who worked that were all the same age as me, who were working, the engineers, right, that were working in the tech company would like walk up to me and be chatting with me and be like, why are you working as a receptionist? You went to UC Berkeley. Like they couldn't, they couldn't wrap their head around it yeah. whatsoever. And I think it's because, well, I mean, I think engineers have a particular kind of thinking sure, kind yeah. of mind. Very linear way um, of thinking. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But also I think they were attached to, this is how you find security in life. And so I didn't know it at the time, but I was already on this path of like, how do you find security doing what you love? Mm, yeah. 
Man, I love that. That's such a good question to ask yourself too. Uh, do you have any advice, Amira, for people listening right now? The, the way that I run my show, just as a quick context to this question, I try to just ask open-ended questions and let people give their advice and, and as a way to shed light that there's not just one way to do this thing, right? That there's more than one way to be successful and have everything that you want in life. And so with that context in mind there, what would be your advice to somebody that is coming out of college or coming out of high school and wondering what they should be doing? And, you know, uh, and, and maybe, maybe all of the advice that they're getting is super traditional. Like you have to, you have to do this route, you have to go this way. And if you don't do this, you're going to be unhappy and, and frustrated and insecure. And, and uh, so you have to go down this path. What, what would you say to somebody that might be listening that's in a situation similar to that? Yeah, I've heard a lot of different people give a lot of different advice for that situation. And I think, quite honestly, it has to do with what the, the individual person's personality is. Like mm. we were just talking about, the engineer might, I'm not saying that for sure, but like there's a certain type of person who wants more stability or structure. Mm. Follow that. Do that. Yeah. But do it because you like it. Exactly. Do it, yeah. Right? Do it because it feels good to you, not because I say it's the right thing to do or because your parents told you this is how to live. If you're feeling that angst about the position you're in, recognize that, own it, and yeah. take personal responsibility for it. Take a little risk. You're at a time in your life, certainly directly after college, where you can take more risks. And for me, I just kept following the breadcrumbs, to be honest. I had a few, what I call unconscious competencies, meaning I was doing things competently, but I was completely unconscious about doing them. But in hindsight, I can see the pattern, which was I did everything, every job with the best of my ability with enthusiasm, like with, with zeal, except for the one temp job that I had doing filing for an accounting department that I broke down in tears. I couldn't uh, handle it. I was going to say that's, that sounds riveting. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it was so painful. I was like, I cannot do this job anymore. And you know, being micromanaged also, which, you know, bless her heart. She was just trying to get her job done. Well, sure, you know, sure. aside from that one experience, I really, approached everything with with that that not just a can do attitude but like do your best right. and cuz when you do your best you outgrow that position yes you you, you become, become more. exactly you become somebody that's worthy of the next position. Correct. Yeah, a lot exactly. of people just think that they deserve it because they've, you know, well, I've been here for 20 years. It's, it's the person that has that has one year of experience 20 times in a row. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you never take the time to improve yourself, never take the time to, to give your best effort to this work. You never take the time to become a better individual outside of the work responsibilities that you have. But you get upset when other people get opportunities that you don't get. And it's just like, well, you just haven't put in the work to deserve the opportunity yet. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that's something that you have direct control over and people see you half-assing the thing that you're doing right now. And just assume that if you did the thing that you actually enjoy, you're probably going to half-ass that too, because you're not giving this thing your full effort either. And uh, and yeah, I think that there's so much, so much there to dissect. And a lot of it comes down to that personal responsibility thing. Um, Amira, I do, I know since we're, we're, we're moving here towards the end of this uh, conversation, I do want to ask you about relationships and networking and all that and all that kind of stuff since this is build your network. Um, the question that I ask everybody to get that conversation moving along, 
who you know or what you know, Amira, which of those two is more important and why? So from my perspective, you get compensated for being a master at what you do. Hmm. But if you don't know people, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have any impact because the impact of what you do only comes through interaction with other people. So I would have to choose who you know. Yeah, I love that. And and just as a, in an effort to make sure that people uh, see that this is something that you're up to, can, can you talk a little bit about the uh, the event that you're throwing here in the next couple of days? Absolutely, absolutely. So we're doing a virtual event that is a three-day event, the 26th, 27th, and 28th of June, Friday through Saturday. And it's the Unstoppable Woman Accelerate Your Freedom Summit. And it's for women, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and people who are going after big goals who may not be entrepreneurs and business owners, but have big goals that they're going for, whether in corporate or in their personal lives. And they want to understand the methodology for achieving what they want faster than they ever thought possible. And there's a, there is a methodology to it. And you can take your unconscious competencies and shed some intellectual light on them so that you understand what they didn't teach you in school. No one taught me this in school. I had to learn through a mentor, right? The key things that are required to what I call close the gap on time, which is get what you want, achieve what you want, become more, do more, live that extraordinary life because you've actually done the thing that you're excited to be doing in life and it's caused you to grow, right? You've gone through all the growth edges, you know, the journey there, and you've actually become more. And then you're, you're freaking proud of yourself and your life. And it's an extraordinary feeling. So it's for people who feel like they want some more certainty about how to create the income that they want, achieve goals, and are really looking at their life and saying, you know what? I don't want to have regrets. I want to go full out. Yeah. Love that. So if you are one of the many women that are listening right now, then head over to the unstoppable woman.com, the unstoppable woman, singular woman with an A.com slash accelerate. So that's the unstoppable woman.com slash accelerate to get registered for this training. Guys, if Amir is putting it on, you know it's going to be rock solid. There's going to be a ton of information that's inspirational, motivational, but overall actionable and things that you can actually leave and and, and, and implement into your business and see results with. So uh, Amira, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Before we take off here, what's the one place online where people can connect with you the most? So Facebook is where I play and jam. So I would check that out. And can I do an underhanded pitch for our podcast, Travis? Please do. Okay. It's the unstoppablewoman.com slash listen. We're putting out some freaking awesome content there if I do say so myself. So if you're interested in this topic, this area, please go check us out there. 
Perfect. So for anything that Amira is doing, head over to theunstoppablewoman.com. Make sure to check out the podcast, get registered for the event coming up and uh, dive into some of the content that she is putting out there. And I promise that you are going to be blessed and that you are going to be happy that you did that. So Amira, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm looking forward to potentially meeting at some point in person in the future, some event later on down the road. And in the meantime, I'm sure that we will chat again very soon. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Travis. This was great. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies, as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more, all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.